way too much radar. That's probably why you're so good at your job. Hey, okay, everybody, break it up. This is just between the major and her peepers. Let's all go home. Come on, Happy. If you took any pictures, we'll see that everybody gets a copy. Not for me, thanks. Barbaric. At least in America, a draftee gets a letter of greetings first. That's the best thing I ever saw anybody do ever. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 407 7th Podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, Simon. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 7, Episode 18, The Price. It's the 165th episode overall, directed by Charles Dubin, written by Eric Tarloff, originally aired on January 15th, 1979, and the production code is T418. But my legs ain't bold, and my cheeks ain't tan. I'm a cowboy who never rode the cow. Never rode to steer, cause I don't know how. And I sure ain't fixing to start in now. Howdy do, stranger. I do fine, sir. Do you know you're late? You worry too much, Radar. That's probably why you're so good at your job. Probably, sir, but you did say you'd be back at noon. That was four hours ago, and now it's four o'clock. Yeah, I totally forgot. Isn't it wonderful? Radar, there's a special feeling you get when you're alone with your horse. Just the two of you. Cut off from the world with nobody to bother you. I know, sir. I get the same feeling with my skunk. I also have the plot summary. Klinger tries to bribe Colonel Potter, but Potter is more concerned with the disappearance of his horse, Sophie. Meanwhile, Hawkeye and BJ try to hide a man who is about to be drafted into the Korean army. Hey, 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 hey. Take it easy. We're the good guys. Show them the picture of your daughter again. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Radar, we fished this guy out of Major Houlihan's shower. Wow. You know him? No, they sure got guts. <laughs> yo, go say yo. Hi, young. Hi, say yo. Quinchon, no yo. I just don't understand this younger generation. We don't speak the same language. Does he understand English? I'll find out. Do you understand English? Yes. Yes. I'm so glad Radar showed up. What's your name? Ham. Ham. What are you doing here? I was just going to ask him. Will you be quiet? I come from village down river. No, 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 no. Oh, swell. You've opened a clinic in my living room. Take a number. We'll be right with you. You were saying, Ham? Last night, our army come to my village. Forced men into trucks to become soldiers. That's barbaric. At least in America, a draftee gets a letter of greetings first. These ROK soldiers are pretty rough. They take who they want, and you better not say no. I see them take my friends. I run away. Why didn't I think of that? It was wrong to run, but... I was afraid. And what you did was perfectly understandable. No, not right. I should be a soldier. I should be with my friends, but I'm afraid. I don't know. They're going to be looking for him, sir, sirs, that's for sure. What the hell is this, rounding up young kids in the middle of the night? That's what we're supposed to be fighting against. Why don't we? Hold it, hold it. You're not going to do something noble and inconvenient like hiding him here, are you? Hey, hey Charles, <laughs> thank you. Good. Wonderful yeah. idea. 
Okay, and uh, guest stars. Uh, first of all, uh, Yuki Shimoda plays Cho Pak. Now, uh, Yuki Shimoda, born August the 10th, 1921, passed away May the 21st, 1981, was an American actor best known for his starring role as Ko Wakasuki in the NBC movie of the week Farewell to Manzanar in 1976. He also co-starred in the 1960s television series Johnny Midnight with Edmund O'Brien, and he was a star of the silver screen and early television and stage. Hmm, never heard of any of those shows. No. Before my time. <laughs> or a little before my time. <clears throat> then we have Johnny Hamer uh, returning as Sergeant Zelmozelle. And uh, Ken Machikuzi as Ham. Only two credits for Ken, and this is his last role. He is, though, a very successful author of children's novels. Oh, very cool. And then we have Maiko Mayama, who played Sun. Maiko has the distinction of being the actress who played Yomin Tamura in Star Trek, the original series episode, A Taste of Armageddon. Hmm. And uh, Dennis Sakamoto plays Arlo K. Officer. Six credits to Dennis's IMDb page, and he's most well known for appearing in the 1986 film Gong Ho. Oh, I like that movie. Hmm. Uh, and then we have Jeff Maxwell, who returns as Private Igor Serminsky. And uh, Lacey Kim, uh, I have noticed, uh, Kenny, don't think this has slipped my mind, that uh, you've given me all of the uh, <laughs> the non-English actors' names there. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Lacey Kim plays Arlo K. Soldier, and Mash was Lee's first screen credit. Uh, he sadly passed away in 2001, aged just 51. Oh, that was young. Yeah. Oh, my. Hey, what happened here? Sophie! Where is she? Oh, God! Sophie! Come on, girl! She must have bolted. She wouldn't leave you, sir. Somebody must have took her. No, nothing's been touched. All my riding gear's here. She was right here last night when I came out to... Oh, no! I must have left the gate open! Oh, Jesus, my God! Oh, no, 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 it isn't, son! No, it is! Oh, yes, it is, sir. You can bust me to private court, march me, not talk to me no, anymore. No, Rita, listen. Oh, I came geez. out here last night oh. to take a look at her. Oh. It was my fault. I oh. must have done it. Oh, thank goodness. Whew. Oh, geez, I'm sorry, sir. I know you feel bad enough already. Call I Chopper, and get a chopper. If Sophie's out around here, I'm going to find her. Sophie! Oh, Sophie. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I quite like this episode. Um, so, uh, and uh, I, <laughs> there's a lot in it that I, for some reason, I like. I like the emotion of this episode. Uh, uh, for a start, it starts off with uh, Potter wearing the most amazing shorts. Uh, before you say anything, Mrs. Potter made these for me. Now, what do you think of them? Thanks for the warning, sir. Would you like her to send you a pair? Uh... Uh, can she make the same thing in white? It's a rare treat to share your underwear with a friend. You're welcome, sir. Oh, I love them. I have them pink underwear. Got to talk about the bright pink underwear. Oh, that was amazing. It's just sort of <laughs> like a, a man of such distinction. And, and he, he pulls it off as well. I couldn't help but think that they were like, almost like... Uh, jockey shorts, uh, you know, they'd yeah. be racing his horse. Uh, you know. um, That's what they look I like, yeah. I like the way Father Mulcahy in this constantly says, I haven't seen anything, uh, anything going on. <laughs> he's just constantly, constantly looking the other way, yet he's actually yeah. seeing everything. Um, I like as well Charles, uh, when, when BJ and Hawkeye are hiding the boy um, in the tent in the swamp, the fact that Charles 
doesn't give the boy away. In fact, he, he pulls a blinder on the MPs. Well, it's Korean roundup time. Yippee-i-o, tired. Uh, get along, little doggy. Get along. Get along yourself. I live here. You live here? Who are you, sir? Well, not that it's any of your business, but I am Major... Ch Hello. Major Charles Emerson Winchester <coughs> the third. He's lying! Get out of here, you liar! What? If you are the Surgeon Winchester... If? Then who is that? Ah! Uh... Thanks for stopping by, Charles. Your timing is perfect. Why, you lascivious boors, you, you creeps! How dare you bring one of your trollops in here and put her in my bed? I am sick of your collegiate capers. Remove this doxy immediately. Oh, you had your little joke. Now, would you mind leaving? I knew you sly boots were hiding somebody. Can't get one by you. <laughs> Charles, you really came through for me. Thank you, Charles. You're entirely welcome. Get him out of my bed. Um, and again, it shows the difference between Charles's character and Frank's character. If this yes. was Frank, Frank would easily have given the lad up. In a heartbeat. And, uh, in a heartbeat, you know, because Hawkeye and BJ are anti-war, they're anti the, you know, the army to a certain degree, and, he, and Frank would have given them up. And Charles, although he's a, you know, he's a major, and, but he's, he's clearly only a major because of the fact of his high-ranking surgical stance. Uh, he's not yeah. army at all. Uh, so that, that always comes good. Um, I also do, I mean, I, I really do like the, the old man. The fact that honor, which is really high in, in Korea and Japanese and Chinese culture, where, mm -hmm. you know, to be dishonored, the fact that he's now just a tailor or just washes clothes and he can't bring himself to acknowledge that. And his daughter's doing everything. And, yeah, it is a bit hammy. The acting is where he's really stiff and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you then find out that he's dying. And Potter, the same reaction that Potter gives is when um, Radar first gave him the horse and mm. a wonderfully, wonderfully acted again by Morgan yes. there, where you know he, he can he can pull a tear and you look at him and, oh, and he's a hard so you know he's he's, yes. he's a hard act he's, he's not a hard actor sorry he's a hard character he runs a mash unit and he and he can yeah. pull the you know the balls out yeah he pulls off he can he does not afraid to show emotion and for him to give the horse away and to say yeah. that he your father needs it more. Is so good. Could you see the fact that this character on the horse suddenly looks a bit more proud, and, yeah. and he rides off? It, to me, that just you know shows yeah, you everything. Give me chills just talking about it. Yeah, it's exactly. Such, do, you, do you know what so I mean? So good. And then yeah. when you get Sophie back, and and it kind of like the and the girl's so happy the fact that this this kind of like uh, American uh, who's yeah. in their land has, has done something that's cheered the father up. He, he died with dignity, and I was like, yeah. he died with with honor and dignity, which is clearly so yeah. important. Um, there's a drunk clinger in this. Normally, I despise drunk clinger. Hey, turn about, oh buddy, it's a pack right there, pack right there. Let me let me buy a drink. I appreciate it, son, but no thanks. Nonsense! I'm liquidating my corporation, and who deserves one more than the man who put me out of business? Finger, I can feel your hook dangling under my nose. Pass. You got me all wrong, sir. This is pure kindness. What hard proof? I tell you what, let me buy you one. Whatever you say, if that's what you want. Uh, I still do, but it wasn't as bad as bad as normal. You know what I mean? And I, I gave yeah. this nine out of ten. I give it a nine, which nine. I was a little bit. I know I was toying with it. I was thinking, you know, actually, wow. it's probably it's probably an eight out of ten if I'm honest with you. 
but I just loved the you know it, it, again what's so good about MASH is that it's not all about one character and what's wonderful mm-hmm. about MASH this is, a, this is truly an ensemble piece and yeah. here we have we, we have um, uh, it's Potter is showing in this I mean, it, it is a bit of you know there's no major storyline in all of this it's a bit here yeah. a bit here and when the Korean lad does go off to war because he, think, he, he says look I am being a coward my friends are going out to die it's possibly for my opinion the right thing to do because ultimately you know He's just seen this man die with honor and dignity, mm-hmm. and he realizes yeah. that yeah, he no one wants to shoot anybody, no one wants to kill anybody. But you know, when, how can you look at your friends in the face when they've lost, you've lost other friends and stuff? Again, this is yeah. my opinion. I'm not saying this is what everyone else's opinion should be, and and that and that's brought out in this. And again, we've talked about how. Mash, in essence, yes, it is about the Korean War, but we also know it's about Vietnam and it's about the Second World War and it's you know about any war that you could come up to in the eighties. You know, warfare is different now, but it still has the same thing about do you fight, don't you fight? You know, war's a bad thing, and can you do something just to make somebody's life that little bit more comfortable when they're dying? And Potter does this amazingly. With just this whole thing about you know his favorite thing in the in the army, well, in in his camp, is his horse. And he gives course, it away, yeah. and it's done so well, you know. So I think that's the reason why I gave it. I'm actually going to pull it as eight out of ten. I think that's the reason why I gave it a high score. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, before we started recording, I told you I gave it like a six point five. Um, yeah. Just man. I, being, which is shocking for me because you know I love Potter, and the more mm. you talk about it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, yeah. Okay. I really didn't like the the uh, the Korean boy storyline. Um, hmm. I understand what they were what they were doing, and I I did I wrote down the whole same thing with you said about Charles standing by them and and actually saving the day, which I thought was amazing. Uh, it showed a lot of character in in Charles, but I just I didn't I couldn't get into that storyline. Uh, what saved the episode was the Potter story, and I mean yeah. I can't say it any better than you did. I mean I was in tears just looking at Potter's face, and he can just his eyes start to get watery, and <laughs> it's so much emotion in just the eyes, just. As he's watching hit the thing, like you said, the thing that he loves walk away, but he's mm. doing it for a good reason. But that doesn't make it any easier, you know. No. Um, it was just it's it's. I mean, Harry Morgan's an amazing actor, and he doesn't have to even say anything. It's just the look on his face, and it, it, he can he can move you to tears, which that's what I always loved about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really. I think the that storyline saved the episode for me. Um, mm. That's why probably why I gave it a seven. Uh, and after talking to you, I may give it like a seven and a half. But <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was about that the Korean story, the Korean boy storyline that really didn't resonate with me. Um, mm. It just it felt very tacked on, and like you said, there was no real main. St- Story in this, yeah, episode. I think I think really you could have actually have taken both of those stories and made them into one episode each because there could have been yeah. a good story of them hiding a boy in the camp, and yes. you could have actually made it slightly joking and ending it with a, a real sad thing where the fact he does yes. go after war, and you could have I don't know whether you could have done a whole story though maybe with, with the horse thing. Uh, I'm no, not too I sure. Mean, but it, mm. I think that worked. I just felt like the other story didn't get enough. It was just. Yeah, he yeah. came. They found you know what? What was he doing in Margaret's shower to begin with? Was he well, he was just something? a shower. He was just a shower cubicle, wasn't it? It wasn't just her, her being in the shower. Well, no, no. I mean, he was inside when she was taking the shower. He was. He got inside the hut, inside the room, and walked around her shower as she was singing. 
Yeah, he could have just stayed there, ended. couldn't he? He, he just he well, that's what I'm saying. Was he already in there hiding when she I think came he in was. the shower? I think or, he was. Yeah. I, I was just trying to figure out because there's no reference to that after the fact. There was no questioning like, why were you in the shower with her? You know, why were you in there? I, mean, I guess he was hiding. That's what, the only thing I can think of. Anyways, I just felt like it wasn't a fully fleshed out storyline, and mm. it just we just kind of got thrown into it, and then it kind of just ended. Um, it ended poignantly, and it was a good ending to his story. And it, you know, it it and like you said, it tied in with the other storyline too, because he saw the pride and the dignity and everything in this in this older gentleman who dies, um, and realizes that he needs to he needs to man up and do that too. Yeah. Um, so I did I did like that aspect of it, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but it definitely was enjoyable and definitely has some great Potter moments in it. Hmm. Sophie. Who is that guy? That's Joe Pack. The laundry man? Yeah, but a long time ago he used to be a colonel. Very brave soldier. My grandfather tell me many times how he saved my village. Sophie! Who the hell is riding her? Mr. Pack. What are you doing on my horse? Do you mind telling me what in the blazes he's doing on my horse? Colonel, please do not be angry. My father means no harm. Neither do I. I don't understand. He wears his uniform. Field colonel in army. Riding horse makes him forget humiliation. And remember days of glory when he was honored and respected. You are. I think I get the picture. Well, Sophie, you don't seem the worse for wear. In fact, I've never seen you look better. I will tell him to get back horse. Very sorry. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. This is the first time that Charles refers to himself as Major Charles Emerson Winchester III. <laughs> uh, this is also the first episode did not, that did not have a scene in the operating room. Did you miss it? Um, the operating room? Yeah, not really. I, I, I'm, <laughs> the thing is, I started to try and think if that was if that was actually the first time we haven't seen the operating room. But uh, we, there's but, very few, yeah, very few episodes don't have an operating room mm. scene. So, uh, Colonel Potter sings part of "I'm an Old Cowhand," which is from "Rhythm on the Range" from 1936. And Hawkeye and BJ were complaining about the shower water being cold, but when Margaret is in the shower a few minutes later, there is steam indicating it's very hot. Oh, I've got the fun fact. Okay, You've got the fun uh, I fact. Got the fun fact. Okay, now uh, one of the reasons that the acting was so good in the show, Mash, uh, was because a lot of the time the actors weren't even acting. Uh, the directors of the show wanted to keep certain things secret so that when they were set on set, the reactions by the cast would be genuine. One, of course, of the most famous examples of this came at the end of season three when it was announced before the entire shocked cast and crew that Henry Blake died. Although um, it was the second take that was used in the show. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and Vader knew and Hawkeye and, knew. <laughs> and Hawkeye knew, yeah. I mean, Alan Alden knew. But, yeah. But, I mean, I think that's cool. I don't know how, tr you know, if that's... I mean, remember, I'm getting this stuff off the internet, so anyone can say anything. And, yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't really... I don't really fact check a lot of it, but oh god, you like your president? <laughs> I know. Oh god, don't even say that. All right, I give up. What are you doing? If you're eloping, you forgot the girl. I'm going to be with my friends where I belong. With your friends in the army. What brought this on? Cho Park was brave soldier. 
Saved my people a long time ago. Ham, wait a minute. You don't owe anybody anything. He wasn't afraid. He did not run away and leave his friends to fight. I was wrong to run. No, 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 no. You're 16 years old. You got a right to grow up before they take you away. Let's go now. Ham, you've lived right in the middle of this war. You know what it's like out there. Wait, hey, wait a minute. Damn it. Look, let's call the MPs. They'll arrest him for trespassing, jaywalking, anything. Maybe they can detain him here. Look, look, look. He's gone. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button. Or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy. And you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh... You liked it a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I've, I gave it... I went from 9 to 8 out of 10. You've gone from 6.4 to 7.5. That's true. That's so true. So it's balancing. Yeah. It's averaging we balance, Yeah, we're balancing out. The more you talk... See, the more I talk about it, it makes you like it less. And the more you talk about it, it makes me like it more. That's a nice balance there. Yeah. Listeners, All right. listeners what do you think after this episode? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Outside, you gotta come see this. Just a minute, Radar. No, sir, no, sir. Come quick. When I get back, you and your ten bucks better be gone. We were never here, sir. What's this? Colonel, my father died during the night. Last hour, the happiest ones because of you. He left with honor, with pride, and with dignity. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com.
Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Written by Eric Tarloff. (coughs) Sorry, got a frog in my throat. Have you been kissing frogs, have you? Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Trying to find my prince. (laughs) (laughs) We have Michael Mayama, who played Sun. Michael was the... Michael had the...